Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. I just asked Mac before we got on here and I said, this is week 12? And you said, yes, it is. I can't believe it. <laughs> Rolling, KG. I mean, it's crazy to think it flew by. next week is Thanksgiving. Next yeah. week is rivalry week. What the heck happened to the football mm. season? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. This was a really fast season, I think. Maybe because we didn't have really we didn't have to deal with any COVID stuff. I think the last couple of years you've had postponed and you just feel like the season's always on the brink. Right. But this year right. it just felt nice and normal and you know, we just rolled through some games. That's right. I can't That's complain. right. Come on, KG. I'm with you. I'm with you. We didn't really get to recap the rankings, just a little behind the scenes. That first basketball game went to double overtime, and I was like, we're not staying up for these rankings. Come on. <laughs> we'll you talk didn't about them. You didn't want to do a podcast at 1030 at night? What the heck, KG? Well, then you got to export all that stuff. So anyway, we'll talk about them now. In the latest college football playoff rankings, Clemson is at 9, North Carolina 13, Florida State 19, and I was shocked that NC State was still ranked at 24. That was a blessing from the Lord. I mean, I don't I don't even know how. Mac, what were your initial thoughts on these rankings? You know, I, same as you. I thought that that was crazy that NC State was ranked, but I was happy, happy about it. You know, it's all it's great for the league, and, uh, you know, strength of schedule for some is, mm. is uh, certainly aided by that, those guys staying there. Um, I thought Florida State – should be top 15. Yeah. I think it's crazy when I look at some of the people, you know, that are ahead of them. And, and I just think those guys are just playing so good right and now. They beat they, LSU. They have that win on their resume. Pretty crazy to think about. Um, I also thought that it's nuts that Utah, Penn State, and Oregon are ahead of UNC. I think it's nuts that Oregon is ahead of Washington, who Washington just beat on the football mm. field. This committee, like, they're kind of going against some things that they say. Like they said something last week that I didn't think was applicable to this week, and it's this real weird. They crossover. do it every every year. Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying to be quite it frank is. with you. But then that like something like this where Oregon's twelve, Washington seventeen, like that's just blatant. Did you watch? Did you guys watch the game that happened? Mm-hmm. So kind of kind of weird to see that there. And then of course uh, annoying to me that a two loss Alabama team who's just quite frankly not great this year is still ahead of Clemson. I, I thought that that was just absolutely crazy. Some people maybe argue because of the way that they lost, but the important word to remember is it's an L. They did lose the game, mm-hmm. so uh, you know that that's kind of my biggest takeaway. It's great to see those teams ranked, and uh, you know really the the big three. I think NC State, if you can hang on, you know you certainly have a chance to to you know stay in there for at least one more week, but. I think the big three there for the ACC are really going to push through and, and be ranked at the end of the season. Agreed. And we always hear about this in the SEC. You know, they they beat each other. Well, that's really happened in the ACC. Absolutely. The triangle teams have kind of beaten up on each other. When you look at Wake and NC State, and then, of course, NC State and UNC still have to play. So, And then NC State beating FSU, that yeah. was – so There's there's been some of that in the ACC this year. Mac, no team has ever gotten more credit for a 50 point loss than the Oregon Ducks. I've never I've never seen this happen before. They just playing Georgia. Like that's yeah. the reason they're above Washington. They, they just threw something. They played Georgia. 
Kind of. I mean, were y'all really even there? They were on the field. They were on the field with Georgia. That is correct. But then, yeah, got absolutely massacred. I agree. It's it's bonkers to look like. It happens all the time. But, hey, here we are. Uh, One thing that I will say, if Duke runs the table, Duke will be ranked and might be ranked relatively nicely in the teens even. Uh, So just take care of business. Do your thing and uh, make it happen. Duke, let's go. As we've warned, we've continued to try to warn the world about this. We want everyone to be prepared for a ranked, possibly 10-win Duke. We just want to put it out there so people are prepared and they can get their minds right about the possibility of this amazing thing happening. (laughs) Mac, let's start with our big three breakdown here. And speaking of the Devils, the Blue Devils, Duke travels to Pittsburgh. This is low-key the best game of the weekend in the no ACC, Mac. Can't wait. Uh, this is a nooner on ACC Network. Pitt is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 52-and-a-half. Let's just start there. We talk about Duke being America's team, as we've said. They're seven-and-three overall. Pittsburgh's six-and-four. Pittsburgh's a solid football team. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is a seven and a half point favorite. What's going on, Mac? I I don't know. Listen, this has kind of been my thing all year with Duke. Like, it's free money. Like, just take that and run. Sprint to the bank, bookie, app, if you're in a legal state. Do whatever you got to do and make some money here because I I think this is crazy. It's crazy to me. It's blatant disrespect for the Blue Devils. This isn't the Duke of old, okay? Like, this is a team that's playing at a super high level, offense that can run it, can pass it, have a really good quarterback in Riley Leonard. They have skill players that are still, I feel like, emerging and getting better. Offensive line that's playing really, really well. They're number one in the conference and, you know, sacks given up and lack thereof and percentage of sacks given up. So they're, they're playing at a really high level right now, KG. And to me, I just, I don't get it. And, and now, surely you look at Pittsburgh, these last two games, they played better. The defense has really turned it yeah. up and, and they kind of are starting you know, to look like that defensive old and, and somehow they're leading the country in sacks. It's been a very quiet what they do. path to lead the country in sacks right now with 37. But one guy that hasn't been quiet, Kalijah Kansi. I mean, this guy, listen, we just did our, our you know mailbag episode on Wednesday. I had him as my defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He was just named one of the four, I believe it said, finalists for the Nagurski Award, which is the best defensive player in the country. It should be a walk-off. I mean, I know people are... Yeah, this this is what a lot of voters do. They go to ESPN app, they click on it. Oh, okay, who leads the league in tackles? Oh, that's the defensive player of the year. Most of the time, a little secret here for you, KG. If you lead the league in tackles, you're probably on a relatively bad defense. So that's just kind of what that, makes that sense. means. A lot of possessions. Yeah, a lot of possessions. Defense is out there a lot, uh, and, and so you know if you fall into a tackle, great job. Mm. Um, so for me, Collage has been balling all year. I think his size is going to be a little hindrance, but because of the success that we've seen from some smaller defensive tackles in the league, I think this guy might can sneak into the first round. And when you add up his production with what I think his numbers are going to be, he's just he's playing at a super high level. Let me make a little bit of the devil's advocate argument here, no pun intended. Oh. <laughs> so when you look at this game, as you said, Duke's very good at protecting Riley Leonard. Part of that is he's he, Riley Leonard's very mobile. mobile. Yes. Way more mobile than people give him credit for, of course. We all know why. Uh, so we have that issue, and we have this Pitt D-line. This Pitt D-line has been playing really well. Kalaj Kansi is a monster. I, I think Pitt, if you look at both of these teams, they're both coming off wins over the two worst teams in the league, so not much that you can gain from that. I think Duke has almost reached his, its peak, and it's kind of plateauing. 
I think Pitt is still rising to what they can be right now. I think Pitt is still figuring themselves out. They're playing really good football. They obviously took their lumps, but they're relying so much on their defense and their defense is playing well. And then they've just said, look, we're going to give the ball to Bandy Kanda. And he's a guy that you said should even be in the ACC Player of the Year conversation, yeah. even though his team's 6-4, and four, and he's that special. Yeah. Duke ranks fourth in the ACC in rush defense. So they're actually pretty good. Top mm-hmm. third of the league, giving up mm-hmm. only 121 um, yards per game on the ground. They are second to last in pass defense. I don't think Keaton Slovis scares you that much, but maybe he could get something going. <laughs> Pitt's defense ranks at the top of the league in a bunch of categories. I, I can see how you say this game's in Pittsburgh, and that defense is what I'm going to bank on. And mm-hmm. my main concern for Duke all year, Mac, has been Riley Leonard has to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like He's got to do everything for them. Reminds and, me a lot of North Carolina. Keep going, though. Yes, going. he does. And Riley Leonard is – I wrote this I wrote this down. He is fifth overall in the league in rushing yards. Yeah, nuts. He's first for quarterbacks, obviously, but he's fifth overall. So when you rely that much on one player and you've got these QB hunters on the other side, <laughs> that's what makes me a little concerned. Okay. Duke. Here, here's something that is is interesting enough to me. So when you look at I'm, – I'm tilting my head. I'm not looking at my camera. I'm, I'm looking up some stats right here. When you look at, okay, that this team has really turned it on defensively these last two games, right? Like they've getting after the quarterback, they're holding people down. Who did they play? Syracuse. That is bad dead teams. in the water. A Virginia team that offensively just can't figure it out, can't get out of their own way with on the field there and what they're doing. So that is where I'm like, it's a little bit of the Florida State recency bias when, okay. yeah, they're playing at such a high level, they're doing this and that. But then you dive in, who have they played? Who have they done it against? Both of those offensive lines are Swiss cheese. Like, Duke's offensive line is good. Those guys are going to have the protection necessary. Riley is an electric quarterback that's going to get out in space, make things happen. So to me, KG, I, I love the defense. Trust me. I was the one, whoa, I was the one screaming and, and cheering for those guys preseason the most out of anybody. But I just think that Duke is playing at a super high level right now, and I think that'll be a big challenge for them in this game. That's why I'm, I'm leaning – I'm not leaning. I guess we're picking this game. I'm yeah. picking Duke here. I think that they get it done, and the key to the game for Duke is clearly protect Riley, keep him moving, don't let him get hit, and then on the other end, easy enough, like you've got to get him down. He, he's everything. As you said, he's the key to the offense. I, I can't really argue against you. I will just <laughs> add this. We talk about Pitt and their recent wins. Duke's best win is Miami. <laughs> I'm, pulling I'm pulling it up. Hold on. <laughs> Let's Probably see. Miami. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at them, obviously the they played a pretty easy schedule. They've avoided the Atlantic yeah, teams that they had to play were Boston College mm-hmm. and Wake Forest, which they haven't played yet. So yeah. they've drawn a pretty easy schedule overall. Certain, certainly, these last two games I think are the most difficult on their schedule. Maybe outside of Kansas at that time. Yeah, the, I don't think Jayhawks. Kansas is is scaring anybody right now, but. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm with you. Listen, this is going to be fascinating. This is super interesting, and it feels like I'm going to extend. Do I have the lead? Have I caught you yet? No, okay. I'll t- Gosh, I have the it. record right here. The record's very interesting. You also have one less game than me that you've picked because you didn't pick the Wake Louisville game that you called. you got to erase that. So, it's just No, but Mac, that helps your percentage. That okay, percentage. if we're going by percentage, then great. Keep well, we are. We're, eventually we will. So I'm 29 and 26. You're 26 right. and 28. So, okay. so we're close. There's we're still close. some time. So I need this game. Um, okay, well, there. I, I gave it to you. Let me hear. Let me hear yours. I'm going with. I'm going with Duke for sure. Okay, 
So all that being said, I think this game is very close, but I'm going to kind of ruin it for you. I mean, I think that's too many points to win with Pitt. (laughs) So I I think Pitt could win the game, but seven and a half, especially with the, with the, um, the extra 0.5 there with the Uh hook, uh I'm going to take Duke plus seven and a half. And here's my stat. Duke is six and four against the spread this year. Pitt is four and six. Oh, okay. The Blue Devils. So let's take the Blue Devils. That's right. Let's Go with it, the man. money. Okay, so maybe I'll make money on this next pick because I feel like this is a pick em. Oh, we'll see. All right, our next game here, number 24, NC State. 7-3 and three overall at Louisville, 6-4. and 3.30 p.m. game on RSN. It got moved there, Gosh. so if you're an NC State fan yeah, or a Louisville fan and you're listening, that's where the game is. Louisville is a four-point favorite. We're recording this Wednesday night, so if these lines change a little bit, we'll, we'll reflect that in, on Twitter and everything. Total is 45. This game is – this is one of those games that I know you're going to hate, Mac, because it's a college football game and they don't have to tell us anything, and we're not sure who's playing quarterback for either team. MJ Morris, we've heard some rumors that he may be injured. Mm-hmm. And then Malik Cunningham, of course, we saw him get injured not play the second half saw. against Clemson. So what, what do we do with this game, Mac? Yeah. What do we do? It, it is fascinating to look at because, I mean, you're talking about – if MJ does not play, we know what the NC State offense is. Like, it's just it's run Chambers. left, run right, run yeah. left, right. Like, that's all it is. I also saw Grant Gibson go down, which is my guy. Like, the, it is the heart that. and soul of that offensive line. I've also heard stuff about Devin Carter and seen that he's been on mm-hmm. and off. And so there's so many question marks, I feel like, offensively for NC State. And then kind of similar with Malik, but the interesting thought or part about that with Louisville is – Doman has been the better passer this year. Like, they have been more efficient with him in the game, a la Virginia, getting that big W with Doman his first game starting, a la the second half of Clemson. They were throwing the ball all over the yard relative. It wasn't anything super crazy. Um, But they they were moving the ball more effectively. And so, for me, it's, it's, it's a really weird spot to be in. And it's almost like, how the heck do you analyze this game? Because it's extreme. It's night and day different based on who is who is in there. So I think the one thing that you know you can look at for certain and, and kind of know is both defenses. Okay, with, with NC State, they, they've really you know flexed their muscles at times and, and been this elaborate defense. But also, like, how can you move on from last week? That was a mm. brutal loss to Boston College, one that nobody saw coming, one that would have set a record all time in Carter Finley for games one in a row, one that would have aided – to that illustrious 10-win season that was kind of, you know, the pack's ultimate goal after being taken out of contention for an ACC championship. So now it's kind of like, what are we playing for? What are we doing? So I, I know the senior leadership there, especially on that defensive side of the ball, won't allow those thoughts to creep in. Uh, but it's going to be something to, to really watch on. Similarly with Louisville, you know, they were hot on fire, feeling disrespected. Nobody's talking about us. Then you get punched right in the face by Clemson right. when you go walk into Death Valley. So Two teams that you're kind of wondering, okay, what's their mental? What does it look like going forward? How are they really going to play? Two defenses that are really good. It might come down to KG what defense can score to help you win the football game. And Louisville's defense has been able to score at times. I, I'm just going to be honest with all of you. Do not, do not make a play on this game. Unless you have – you should not make a play on this game. The people who make a play on this game have a serious issue. Like, Yeah. Degenerates. You, you are degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Like Dan so, Presser will bet on this. Right. <laughs> Shout out to him. <laughs> this game is just silly. 
when you look at the defenses, Mac, and I I had a pick written down and I just changed it because I just this <laughs> did is did so I persuade stupid. you? Did I persuade you as I was because rambling? you've got NC State with they've have injuries on defense as well. They just have injuries everywhere, and mentally, I'm not sure where they are. You have Louisville, who I think is a little less injured, but also just it's the Clemson effect. After you play Clemson, the, right. the be, you're beat up, and how do you how do you bounce back from that? So I'm just going to make a very, very statistical choice here and take the home team Smart. to cover. Louisville Smart. minus four. Smart. And I will add my stat. NC State, I've got into spread numbers because we have 10 games as our sample size now. NC State is three and seven versus the spread this year. Wow. I'll give that you another. Surprising. I'll give you one more. Maybe this changes your mind. Okay. NC State over the last two years is five and zero oh after a loss. Ooh. Does that change your mind? Does that change your mind? No. I mean, did they lose their quarterback after those losses? I don't know. And we they don't might know. not. Maybe they have Maybe MJ might be playing. We don't know. But he did. He seemed to look – he looked a lot like a freshman. All I'm saying PC. is I had 30,000 people in my DMs. Have you heard about MJ? Have you heard about MJ? And, and the answer is no. But you keep asking me, so I'm thinking that there's something wrong. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going Louisville, too. I, I just think at the end oh. of the day, there's less question marks – um, I've seen what Doman can do. I feel good about what Doman can do. And I, I think that like you, what you said, the home kind of factor, um, I think that will matter in this game. So I'm going Louisville. I'm a little disappointed. I thought that I was going to make up some ground here. It's not a night game. It's a 3.30, but I just – this game doesn't – it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the game's silly. Another kind of silly game. Syracuse at Wake Forest. Syracuse 6-4, and four, Wake 6-4. and four. This is the ACC in primetime game. Wake is a 10-point favorite. The total is 56. Both of these teams are reeling. Syracuse lost four in a row. Wake's lost three in a row. Did you say reeling? When, what does reeling, reeling mean? Yeah, they're like, reeling. a fish? No, no, they're reeling. Like, they've been punched in the face, and they're struggling. Fading? Fading, maybe? I went to Both an ag- are I went to That's a legit thing school. to say. I went to ag school. I've, I've never heard of that before. We went to the same school. Oh, yeah, that's okay. right. I forgot about that. Mac. I don't think there is any reason to pick Syracuse here. This game is in Winston, and I feel like Syracuse has completely lost their identity. I think this game, honestly, if you are a degenerate and you want a game to bet, I think Wake minus 10, because I don't think Wake has played that badly. Louisville, yes. Right, right. But against NC State and UNC, no. They haven't played that badly. No, no, I I completely agree with you. And there's not like – if the one thing that you could point in all the losses, you could say turnovers, but – it's been random, like how they happen. Like Louisville, obviously, that's crazy. Like we, no one has that, ever yeah, seen that. Was that was a ever. crazy game. Uh, the, the the UNC game. It's like my man's just trying to force it. A uh, safety. Who honestly, I went back and watched the KG. What it looked like to me last week, the safety is tracking the running back and like literally falls into an interception. I don't mm-hmm. think he was making a play. I think that he was just. Following his running back, so you're telling me Harvin threw the ball right to him. Like, yeah, but he didn't see him. <laughs> it's just think about think about it this way: if the running back would have stayed in and protected, the guy wouldn't have been there, and it would have been mm. a big pickup. So I think it was just a random. I could be dead wrong here. I okay. play offensive line. I'm not a DB, but to me, it looked like a total like worst case scenario luck thing for Sam or for the defensive back, however you want to look at it. And then of course the the game before, you know, North Carolina State, he's just trying to make things happen. A couple of bad passes, whatever. So. He's been balling. I mean, we've seen him throw for nearly 400 yards, for 300 yards, a bunch of touchdowns. He's playing at a high level, but just the turnover thing, 
it's killed him. It's absolutely killed him. But you know, when, when I look at Sam overall, and I was looking at some of his career numbers, this dude has thrown for 12,000 yards. He's thrown for 100 touchdowns. It is absolutely crazy to see the success and how good of a football player Sam Hartman is. He's seven touchdowns away from tying Taj Boyd to be the all-time leader in passing touchdowns. He's got three games to do it. I don't want to jinx anybody, but I think that that is something that is really in his grasp right here, which is an amazing accomplishment. You know, he came out, I think it was Tuesday maybe, and said, someone asked him, are you going to use your COVID year? He said, absolutely not. Like, I'm out. I'm done. You know, I've been in college so long. <laughs> I didn't I see to, that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. He, he said he's done. And he said he said that before kind of all year, but it was like super like cut and dry. Like, no, I'm, I'm done. Uh, and and going to try out the NFL. So, you know, for me, I, I think when you look at, okay, what are some trends in this game? If I'm Wake Forest, I'm running the football. Like, we're not going to run it every single down, but we might run it every other down. That's just good coaching. It's just seeing, you know, this team cannot stop the run, so let's try our best to, to kind of replicate what we've seen there. And then defensively for Wake Forest, a guy, KG, that has really jumped off the screen when I turn on the, the Wake film is Jasheen Davis, number 30, defensive end. He reminds me a lot of Boogie Basham, kind of the twitch, the motor, and uh, he, he's really getting after. I think he's right at five, five and a half sacks right now in the season, uh, playing at a super high level. So he might really have an impact, you know, in this Syracuse offensive line and quarterback play that's struggling a little bit right now. Keep an eye on number 30. So are you taking Wake minus 10? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, of course. I'm taking Wake yeah. plus. I think, I think it's, it's two not great teams, but I think – Cuse is fading hard. See, They're fading I, really hard. I would I would disagree. I still think Wake is a good team. I think Wake can finish nine and four. I hope it's so. Wake Forest. Like so. you'll take that. You absolutely will take that. that, but you also know it's November and you stop winning games in November. Like we'll it's see. it's over. We'll see. It's over. Except for this I'm one. Also, They're gonna win this one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm taking Wake minus 10. So I, I Googled Mac. I literally Googled, has a team, has a college football team started 6-0 and and finished 6-6? Six and six? What came up? I couldn't find an example. Now, <laughs> that is also a very random thing to Google. So if someone knows of that, please surely, let me know. Surely this but, is happening. Surely but, this Mac, there's a team who did the opposite. Oh, started Miami of Ohio started 0-6 and, and finished 6-6 six and six in 2016. What bowl game did they go to and who did they beat? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a good question. We'll get stats and info know. on that. We'll get stats and info on it. My um, guess is the Gasparilla Bowl. The Gasparilla. Oh, the famous Gasparilla but Bowl. Someone. I, we need to. Yeah. If you can ask stats and info, has a team in FBS ever started six and zero and finished six and six? Yeah. Because it's possible. Sure. Absolutely is. And I think For when Syracuse. you look at it, you're, you're just saying, what happened? How has this offense just totally? disappeared. Sean yeah. Tucker, just not the same guy. I was going back and looking at his individual game stat. I mean, it's crazy. Dude hasn't touched a hundred yards outside of the UConn game in like a million years. And so it's just, I don't know. It's really weird to see that the offense of course was limited by Schrader having injury. And then, yeah, it started with that. Yeah. Just the defense. Like there was so much hype and excitement at that six and zero point. And I just, I hate to keep bringing this up, but I looked at that strength of schedule. I looked at who they played. I said, guys, like, let's – I know you want to call them the number one defense, but, like, let's understand what we're doing. Um, and it's been terrible, terrible ever since. I mean, to be held to three points against Florida State at home on senior night, like, that's crazy. It's crazy. 
It's it's a complete 180. Yeah. It's, it it's been crazy to watch. Stinks. Haven't really Absolutely seen anything stinks. like it. No. Okay, time for the speed round. Let's roll through these games, Mac. Number 19, Florida State Ooh. is taking the SEC approach to Week 12 and playing somewhat of a cupcake. <laughs> They're playing Louisiana. This is a noon game on ESPN3. FSU's a 24-point favorite. <laughs> Louisiana's 5-5 five and five overall. They're kind of middle of the pack in their league in rushing defense. I looked that up. I think FSU's playing with so much confidence, mm-hmm. and I think they're not in a position to have a game or an opponent that they overlook. They still aren't there. So I think FSU's going to be fine. I would take FSU minus 24. And I'm thinking back to when I didn't take FSU to cover against Georgia Tech, and I'm going to learn from that. You're hurting a little bit. I understand. I'm going to learn from it. I understand. I think that's a great pick. I I think that after being with them last week and seeing Coach Norvell, looking him in the eyes, looking Jordan Travis in the eye, Jared Verse, like these guys are playing for each other. They're playing at such a high level, and I just don't see that train slowing down. I mean, they they absolutely want to win out and go into the offseason with unbelievable momentum and excitement and just when you, you look at a couple of the guys individually, like Trey Benson has been on a tear. Three weeks in a row now, 111 yards, 128 yards, 163 yards. He is balling. And I just remember early in the season when we were all three of those guys were kind of hitting, I was like, eh, this guy's a little different. When he gets the football, like I know Treshawn Ward is the bell cow right now, but when Benson's in the game, it looks way different to me. And, and of course, Ward gets hurt. Benson gets way more carries. And he never looks back. He's just playing at a super high level. Offensive line blocking their tails off. Power, counter, lead G scheme, ISO, like whatever you want. Line it up, call it, let's run it. Those guys are playing really confident. And then, of course, their leader in Jordan Travis, just a guy who I think is the second best quarterback in the ACC. He's playing so efficient. He's not making silly plays. He doesn't put the ball in jeopardy. Since that loss to Clemson, he is throwing the ball at an 80% completion rating. He's thrown nine to one touchdowns. He's taking it to another level. Like, it's crazy to see what they're doing offensively right now, KG. That stat is is insane. (laughs) He played well against Clemson. Yeah, he did. They had a chance to win the game. The defense is also playing really well for Florida State, too. It just feels like everything's clicking. I think... They're locked in. They're focused. They know this is another week where they can get better before they play Florida. Mm-hmm. And you know what I've been saying? Beat Florida. That's beat Florida. <laughs> that's the way you matters. beat Florida is you beat Louisiana this week. Right. That's all we care about. you cover. <laughs> that's all we care about. Let me bring this up to you real quick, KG, because we talk about Florida State and are they playing like the best team in the league right now? Are they mm-hmm. the hottest team for sure? Listen to these stats. This is legit crazy to me right now just to think of where florida state has been these last five years and where they are right now number one defense points allowed number one defense yards allowed number two overall offense number three passing offense number one rushing offense they are freaking balling right now and and i would have never guessed that before the year right like so legitimately based off this i mean they are the best team i mean in general when you look at this thing so You've got to close it. Now, listen, I think if they play Carolina, I think if they play Clemson. I was going to say, you still have to look at the wins and losses. Yeah, exactly. Like you got your chance and you couldn't do it. So at the end of the day, I'm so excited for the future. I'm so excited. If there, there are, there's probably four or five pieces that I think are on the fringe. If they come back 
Mm. Like, look out for Florida State next year. That, that, it's going to be awesome to get the Knowles preseason hype, all the expectation, and then it's a new challenge of, of can you take that next step when there's yeah. actually stuff that you know people think you can do, can you accomplish it? Will we have people picking FSU to win the league next year? Right. Probably. Right. Crazy. Crazy to look at. And what we need, we need FSU again to be yeah. back in that role. Absolutely. Mac, a few more games. This game <laughs> makes me a little sad. Virginia Tech is at Liberty. Virginia Tech is two and eight. Liberty's eight and two. Do you do you like my game. do you like my game notes on this in the run? Yes, Mac didn't write anything. So here are my thoughts on this game. <laughs> Liberty's a nine and a half point favorite. Oh God! <laughs> this is what I wrote. Okay, this game is at Liberty. That nope, doesn't help you. Virginia is. Tech already lost at Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. Liberty just lost to UConn, mm. but UConn is a bowl team, baby. UConn is not the UConn of old. Okay. Shout out to Jim Mora. Big shout out. Liberty has had a very good year. That They were a 13.5 point favorite and lost to UConn mm. at UConn. So mm-hmm. that was an upset. I think they're going to be very motivated. And I think they've had a rough week of practice and they're ready to go. Let's not forget, Liberty almost beat Wake Forest and probably should have. And they also beat Arkansas on November 5th. So... <laughs> This is a good Liberty team, and I would add Hugh Freeze is even more motivated because he probably he wants, wants the Auburn, Auburn job. job. He wants that Auburn so, job. So <laughs> give me Liberty minus nine and a half. Let me update you and see if this swings you at all. It has moved oh. to 10 already. I just wrote this like two hours ago. It's already moved to 10. They're double-digit favorites. It? it probably is. So are you comfortable taking a double-digit G5 team over an ACC team? Yes. <laughs> Me too. I think that's a great pick. <laughs> this uh, team over this Virginia Tech team. I, I don't yes. know. I don't know what else there's to say. I mean, play yeah. for pride, play for each other, play for your state. Do something because if you lose to ODU and to Liberty something. in the same year, yikes. Big, big. It's yikes. been a rough one. It's it been a rough been. one for Virginia it has Tech. has been. It's not good. But not I think good. Liberty Liberty makes it happen. All right. Boston College at number 18, Notre Dame. This game. Is this intriguing? Some people. Would look at it and be like, okay, this is this game isn't interesting. But I think after what BC did last week, it's a little more interesting. And after Notre Dame. I mean, they gave up 33 yes, points to Navy. to Navy, yes. 230 on NBC. Notre Dame's a 21-point favorite. My first thought when I saw it is that's way too many points. And you know what I've been saying about BC since the Duke week. Emmett Moorhead is that dude. He is playing exceptionally well, and it feels like he has injected new life into this BC offense. Zay Flowers just continues to be Zay Flowers, one of the best players in the country, one of the best wide receivers in the country. And Notre Dame has been so inconsistent. Now, I do worry about BC's defense and holding up against the run. I thought there was a butt coming there, but it never came. So keep going. Not really. I mean, I I, I worry about BC's defense holding up against Notre Dame's rushing attack. Mm -hmm. But And I know this game's at Notre Dame. As I said last week, I'm not taking BC to win. (laughs) I'm just taking them to cover. Let's go cover, BC. Are we just going to agree on every freaking game? This is so That's annoying. It's unfortunate for you. It's so If you really want to climb back in, you need to take Notre Dame to cover. I here. promise you I'm never picking them if I don't have to. And I feel <laughs> like this is one where I don't have to. Listen, Notre Dame playing outside of the second half against Navy at a super high level. They're running the ball super effectively. I think they understand and know their identity. Sometimes throw it to Michael Mayer. He's pretty good. Um, but I just think that BC is going to have a lot of confidence from that win. And I think that what you said, I mean, Emmett, let him rip it because the last two games, 666 yards, seven tutties. 
There's Ooh. another little stat I didn't want to tell anybody, but he's also been sacked 10 times in two games. So if we could roll okay. him out a little bit, keep a blocker in That's here just this BCO line, Mac. Yeah, that's right. That's, That's how it is. It's not good. It's not good. So get the ball to Zay. He's got a lot of records that he can break. It'd be really cool to do it against a, a brand team like Notre Dame at that place. That's pretty historic for, to be able to accomplish that. So I, I'm with you. I'm taking the uh, the Eags here to cover. Uh, 21 is just way too many points. That's so many. Yeah, I agree. Go cover, Eagles. Make us proud. Make us all fly, proud. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> I can't wait to post the graphic and everybody's like, oh, my God, they think Boston College is going to beat can't read. Notre Dame. They can't read our graphics. <laughs> Guys, before you yell at someone about something on Twitter, read, read. the post. Just read. It's a hard read thing to everything. do. Not a requirement. Read the whole thing. Time. Let's see if we disagree on these last two. Probably not. Number nine, Clemson is hosting Miami. Mm-hmm. This is a game we all thought would be so exciting <laughs> three months ago. 3.30 on ESPN. Clemson is a 19-point favorite. Has that moved at all, Mac? Could you oh, let's see. That's a good good question. No, it is 19-point favorite. That's okay. where it is. That's where it is. And the total is at 48. Clemson discovered how to play offense again. They're running the quarterback again. Amazing. Um, you've got the two-headed monster of Shipley and Maffa. Antonio mm-hmm. Williams is emerging as a go-to threat. The defense looks a lot better. And then when you look at Miami, Mac, Cristobal said again, he's not telling you who's playing quarterback. I feel like it's got to be Ja'Curry Brown. He looked so good against Georgia Tech. But Miami has a lot of injuries right now as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how Clemson loses this game. I think the question is the spread. Oh, so you're you're going with the Canes. That's fascinating. Um, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say that. <laughs> I said the question is the spread. Okay. Let's well, let discuss me, let the me, question. Let me, let me tell you about this and see if I can I can persuade you one way or the other. Um, I think Ja'Curry Brown is is the guy. Like, if you put anyone else in, they're going to get hurt. I mean, that, that's just at the end of the day. Like, Brown can escape some pressure and, and maybe yeah. minimize uh, getting hit. But at the end of the day – Clemson, you know, is out for blood, I think. I think those guys are are trying to prove a point. They were embarrassed against Notre Dame. Maybe the last time I say it, maybe not. Um, and, you know, they're playing at a, at a higher level. We saw them, I mean, really take over defensively last week, holding Louisville to mm-hmm. 10 points for 59 minutes and 59 seconds, uh, and, and then a touchdown late there to, to get to the 16. Brian Brzee just put on a show. I mean, he was throwing guys around. He looked really impressive. Barrett Carter – you know, because of injury, had to move inside. I think that should be a permanent move because he just looked super aggressive, was all over the field. He's jumping over guys. He's getting his hands on the football, making all kinds of plays. Jeremiah Trotter played at a super high level. That defense got 26 pressures on the quarterback, a season high for them, forced two fumbles, and had four sacks. They just they turned it up, and, and that's what yeah, we expected. Finally. To be. Yeah, and there was a little bit of you know susceptible big plays. There was a couple of runs, and then I think two or three passes, one for over 50 yards. That was the first time all season on the Tigers, which is crazy because I thought Wake Forest had at least 30, 50-yard you know, plays against them. Um, True. But then offensively, yeah, I mean, found out the rhythm. And really, it's a little bit, KG, a, a reverting back to the end of last season where they started running it at a super yeah. high clip. I mean, they went for 250 on one of the best defenses in the ACC that are playing at such a high level in Louisville, I think we see more of that. And there was just a confidence factor for DJU that was like we hadn't seen for a couple of weeks because first play scrimmage, run them, let them get hit, let them calm down and feel all of that. And it was super effective. I mean, he ran the ball really, really well. So I expect, especially what we saw from FSU against Miami running the football, I think we see something very similar 
in the approach from Clemson. We'll not be shocked at all if they run the ball for over 250 yards again in back-to-back weeks here. That's what you got to do, I think, against this Miami team. Mm-hmm. Mac, there's a little bit of a hint in this question because we're talking about certain teams. <laughs> Which team would you say in the ACC would you think is the worst against the spread this year? Uh, Clemson, because that's what they always do. No. It's the Canes. Miami. Wow. Unbelievable. Clemson's fine. I can think Clemson's six and four. They're kind of in the middle. Okay. It's good to know. Or near the top. Miami is two and eight. So they're the they're Clemson of last year. They're Clemson of Which last makes year. sense because Vegas always overvalues Miami. Right. I think they were favored over Duke. Like it's sure. games like that. Sure. And they don't cover. So mm. that's the other part where I'm saying, look, this Clemson, I think Clemson covers. Clemson minus nineteen. Dang it. Gosh. I just want to argue. I just want to say you're and crazy. I'm my you're picks wrong. First, so I know. I, so you I can't could. say I'm just copying. Right. And you could say that I could totally switch, but I'm not going to because I think that's what's going to happen. You shouldn't go against what you believe. That's right. That's right. I think Clemson rolls. I think that a lot of people are going to be there. They're going to be excited because of the brand, like just the you coming to town, yeah. even though it's not a big game in any you know spectrum of the word. Uh, but I think that they, they want to see the Tigers play. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be rocking. I think that. By the first quarter, everybody's gonna be like, "Okay, this is this is not gonna be good for Miami." Yeah, I would agree. Old takes exposed. If you hear this, shout me out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Our final game, we have number thirteen North Carolina hosting Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech beat North Carolina last year. People mm-hmm. may have forgotten about killed that. them. Didn't beat them. Yeah, destroyed them in Atlanta. UNC's nine and one. Georgia Tech's four and six. Georgia Tech has two games left. Mm-hmm. They have UNC and they have Georgia. So the bowl bid starts now. <laughs> got to beat UNC and then you got to go beat Georgia. Uh, UNC is a twenty-one point favorite. Five thirty game on E two. <laughs> this is another game where I don't think anyone in their right mind's picking Tech. I think the question is this number: UNC yeah. at twenty-one. Do we feel like UNC is going to be locked in enough? With NC State next week, could this be a game they perhaps overlook a little? I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not sure I believe it. But then on Georgia Tech side, Jeff Sims is transferring. We haven't talked about this yet, Mac. That is a very interesting development. We know how tight Jeff Sims and Jeff Collins were. Mm-hmm. So that's probably part of it. But it sounds like I mean, he's he's gone. I mean, he's left the team. Yeah. So at least you know he's not playing at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, they might still put him as QB one on the depth chart, but he they'll is, still try to fool he's us. He's not there. He is gone, which is weird. It's, I hate this new era that we're in, where guys aren't playing in bowl games. They're leaving their team halfway through the season. They're protecting themselves so they can transfer and be healthy. It's just it's yeah. a weird world. It's a really weird world and a weird spot for. You know, Georgia Tech, a lot of injuries throughout the team. They're just they're not in a great spot. So not sure who's going to run out there first for for quarterback for them. Um, but to go back to your first point about this game, I do think that North Carolina is all the way locked in. I think that they understand where they are right now and that they're fighting to impress people to get a potential playoff berth. Like there's a lot at stake here. You can't just win by ten. Like you have to blow people out. And, and then in these last two games, you might have a really good situation to to do that uh, before you get to Charlotte in, in the ACC championship. <laughs> I think that uh, w- when you see what Drake May is doing, the fact that people are still questioning his legitimacy, his um, you know front runner to the favorite, I think he's going to bust his tail. I think that Coach Longo and Coach Mack are going to make it a thing where 
We're pouring mm. on points. Like we're getting like pile points and we're trying to get it done. So for those reasons, I do think Carolina covers. And I think that they try to, these last two, three games, if they're in the situation to score, they're going to score a lot. That's a great point, Mac. I didn't really think about the Heisman mm-hmm. discussion playing into this, but you're right. If you're UNC, I think you want to kind of run up the score a little bit, right? To help out Drake and to help out I mean, you. You need to win by as many as you can right now. You're 13th. You want to mm-hmm. move up. You you have the right to do that. So right. I think that's a good point. And it's so right, you know, after the game, if you win by 60, write a hand little handwritten note. I'm sorry, it's not you. It's us. Like we were trying to do something. It's not you. It's we me. Apologize. <laughs> It's not that you're that bad. We're just that yeah, good. We're just That's that good. We're just that good. So we both agree UNC minus 21. You agreed? Oh, no. Yeah. So we agree on all of them. That is unreal. Oh, no. That is unreal. Poor Mac. God, I'm such a loser. That's it's okay. We've got we've got ACC title. Well, no, no. We've got rivalry week next week. Hopefully. ACC yeah. title. And yeah. then we can move it into the bowls as well. Okay. So okay. There's a chance. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight games. We went the same way on all of them. That's crazy. What's our record after this weekend? <laughs> well, hopefully eight no, Mac. Ah, yes. That's the confidence I like. That. I would take I would take a five and three. Five and three is what I was thinking. We do too many. I would take a six together. and two. This is unbelievable. Our brains are started to connect. This is sick. Um what do I want to do? I want to kind of talk about next week. It's gonna be so much fun. I cannot wait. Yes. Rivalry week, Thanksgiving. One of my favorite times of the year. Have you started decorating for Christmas yet, by the way? Well, okay. So I actually went out and bought a Christmas candle today because all I really burned all my fall candles out. That counts. And it smells so good. So no, we haven't started yet. We'll do that right after Thanksgiving. Okay. But yes, the candle has been burning. How about Christmas shopping? Have you started any of that? Yet? Actually, yes, I have. Okay. I made a few purchases. Good. You're a little Get smart now. Get it yeah. done now. Yeah, you're you're a little behind me, but you sound like you're doing good. Um, yeah. have you listened to Christmas music yet? Today. Literally today is when I started. Yes. Okay. So everyone, you have our permission. Next week, Monday, start blasting start. the Christmas music. I'm about to drive to Wake Forest here in a couple of minutes. I'm gonna be playing Christmas music, the entire three-hour trip. I cannot wait. I'm super excited. KG, I can't believe that you just started today. You're, you're behind the age. I know. I think I'm just maturing, you know? <laughs> In my old age, I'm waiting. Till Stay a kid. Stay a kid forever, everybody. Um, I do have to give you an update, though. Oh. Really oh, fast. Come on. So this weekend is our famous slash infamous Uh-oh. hot dog bar tailgate. <laughs> And I will be updating the people and posting pictures we did this last year. Sounds so good. What was hilarious is one of my friends was like, Kelly, can you bring the mustard? I said, can I bring the mustard? I've got four different Duke's mayo mustards. Yes, you do. Come for on. For the hot dog bar. You see them Plus right up all here? the barbecue sauces if you want to put some of that on there. I mean, I've, I've got mayo. I've got everything. We've got it. We've got it. So people. just stay tuned for the updates there. It's, I mean, it's the best day of the year. That's right. So, That's right. Hot dog bar. December 1, there's going to be a lot of mayo discussion. Just mm-hmm. get ready, people. Cannot a wait. Uh, that's it from us. Do me a favor, please. Go over to our producer, Richmond Weaver. Rich Take on Sports podcast. He does an awesome job. Check him out on Instagram. Instagram, on Twitter. Just follow him along. He does some really cool things. Rich has his hand in like literally any type of production He's coming out of the upstate of South Carolina. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Can't wait to see the, the fun things that they have up their sleeves. Uh, but we also need you to go over to our YouTube channel. Crush that subscribe button. Follow us. Leave some comments on some of these videos, things you'd like to see, things that you've enjoyed seeing. It's always fun to hear feedback from you guys. Go over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, 
all that deal. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, we'll see y'all.